Welcome to Communicate to Lead for leaders and aspiring leaders who want to clarify their message and communicate with impact. I'm your host, Keely Belton. In this show, you'll get all the tips and strategies you need to communicate with impact and lead your team to excellence. Let's get straight into today's episode. Welcome to the August series where it's all about your communication. You might notice this month that I'm not interviewing leaders about their leadership journeys and we're focusing on strengthening your leadership communication skills. For the last three months, I've had the pleasure of coaching some incredible women on their communication and leadership skills. Some of these women are leaders managing teams of various sizes and others have the goal of becoming leaders within the next six to 12 months. We work on various skills regarding how they come across as leaders and how they communicate and lead their teams to grow and thrive in seemingly challenging situations. So this morning, one of my group coaching clients asked a compelling question, and here's the question. She asked, how can I ensure that I coach my new team instead of constantly solving their problems or always telling them what they need to do? A great question, right? We had a rich group conversation on what coaching is and what it is not. Often people use coaching and mentoring interchangeably, but they are quite different. While mentoring describes a relationship in which a more knowledgeable or experienced person guides and cultivates the professional development or growth of another, coaching, however, focuses on helping the coachee unlock their own potential. The coach doesn't typically provide answers, but rather coaxes and supports the coachee to solve their own problems. And that's why I love coaching. I can go into a coaching conversation and not be concerned with, oh my gosh, I have to be the smartest person in the room. Instead, my focus is on how can I hold the space for my coaching client to elevate their thinking. And while mentoring plays an essential role in the growth of team members, it typically falls outside the purview of the manager subordinate role. If you're managing a team and want to help them grow or thrive, I believe informal coaching is definitely the way to go. Sometimes simply asking someone a few questions can help them get unstuck and find a solution to a particular problem or perhaps how to approach a seemingly daunting task or project. I know that for me, when I'm struggling to figure out a situation or solve a problem and I keep hitting the same wall over and over, I found that talking to a colleague, a good friend, or even my husband, because he's a really, really good coach, always helps to change up my thinking. And it's not even about them providing me a solution, but instead, it's about them allowing me to problem solve out loud while prompting with some questions. It's incredible how we can help others solve their own problems when we don't immediately jump into problem-solving mode and instead hold a space, as I said before, for their thinking. And believe me, 
I know it's not easy to refrain from solving others' problems. I'm a born fixer. I want to jump in. As soon as somebody tells me about a problem they have, I want to jump in with possible solutions and help them fix things. Because the sooner we come up with a solution, the sooner we can get to the work and get things done because I want to I want to get things done. But I've realized when we do that, when we jump into fixing and coming up with solutions, we're not helping someone to be confident in their own problem-solving abilities, or we might come up with a solution that doesn't quite resonate with them. And guess what? They won't do something or take ownership of it if it doesn't resonate. So it's crucial when you are talking with your team that they own not only the problem, but that they own the solution, that they find something that they think, I can run with this. That's why in this episode of the Communicate to Lead podcast, I wanted to offer you some great coaching questions that you can use to help your team improve their performance, solve problems, and make better decisions. You can also use these questions to help them learn a new skill or achieve their career goals, whatever that may look like. But here are a few things to keep in mind before we get into the coaching questions, though. Number one, coaching is not about telling your team what to do. Instead, you want to help them come up with their own solutions and answers by asking compelling questions. Obvious, right? But so many of us struggle with that. We are good at telling people what they need to do. Then the next thing, focus on solutions, not problems. Focusing on problems creates a situation where people feel blamed, even if that's not your intention. And when people feel blamed, what happens? They start justifying and defending their actions or lack thereof. When coaching someone, keep in mind, it's about them, not you. The focus needs to be squarely on your team member and their thinking. Don't try to bring anything about yourself or anyone else into the conversation even if you think it might be helpful. The reason why I'm saying this is because it could break the conversational flow as your coachee starts thinking about something other than being present with their own thoughts. Next up, before the coaching conversation, ask yourself, what do you need to do to ensure that you have a productive session and how and what, in what way, Can you hold the space for their team member? Don't be afraid of silences. Sometimes all you need is to be quiet a little longer for the person to come up with more solutions or to share more thoughts. But if you find that the person doesn't speak up or doesn't share more solutions as you keep quiet, don't be afraid to encourage them to delve deeper into their thoughts. You could simply prompt them with questions such as, say more about that. What else? That opens them up and it gets them thinking a little deeper than they might have initially done. And then lastly, help them deepen their thinking with questions such as, what else is possible? What else are you thinking? Now that we've gotten those out of the way, let's get into the coaching questions because these are my favorite. Question one, 
What do you want to achieve here or in this situation or with this project? This question gets the person to think about what they want to get out of the conversation, the situation, or even the project. Question two, what results are you trying to achieve? Clarity is crucial. The clearer they are about the results they want to achieve, the more likely it is that they will come up with possible solutions. Question three, what do you really want? I mean, people talk about, I want this and I want that. But when you ask them, what do you really want? With the emphasis on really, it gets them thinking about and making sure that they decide what they want and that it's not about you, their leader or manager and what you want. Question four, what do you need to do to hit your next milestone or to complete the project? This is where you start deepening the thinking. You're really getting them to stand still, to think through what they need to do instead of waiting for you as their leader or manager to tell them what to do. And don't be surprised if you get some resistance around here because people say, well, you know, I I don't really know. Perhaps you can tell me. And that's where they're trying to get you to tell them, to lead them. But hold the space. Remember that you are in a coaching space and let them do the thinking. Question five, how can I help you think this through? They get to decide what support they need and how you can best provide that support. So they tell you and you honor that if possible. Next question, number six, how can you develop your strength in this area? Do you know how many times I'm so surprised when I ask a coaching client this particular question and they tell me, wow, I've never heard this before. It's like, really? It's such an easy question. How can you develop your strength? So it's, it's you have identify, you need to work on this skill, you need to strengthen it. Now let's talk about what is possible. How can you do that? And they come up with some possible options. Number seven What do you or the team need to succeed? Again, you're asking your coachee to think about what is possible and what they need. And of course, they have to know what success looks like for them to determine what they need. Question eight, what support do you need? And here you can give, before you give them any guidance, let them think about that. And if they stall where they're not sure, you could give them some options. Say, okay, here are some options. Do any of them resonate with you? Or let's jostle and jog your memory. What other support could you come up with? And you could recommend things like training, perhaps regular check-ins, mentoring from someone who is more skilled than they are, or perhaps creating some incremental deadlines where they constantly feel like they're moving forward instead of having that big looming deadline and realize they're not going to make it. Then question nine, very simple, is what is required of you? This question will help them understand whether they are clear about what is expected of them And if not, this is a red flag. I would recommend really standing still and helping them get clear in terms of what is required of them. Question 10, 
What progress have you already made? We tend to focus so much on, oh my gosh, I'm stuck. I can't move forward. That we forget about the progress we have already made. Maybe we've done a few things and we neglect to even think about them because they might have been so small. But those small things eventually add up and they help us to succeed. So this question about what progress have you already made It's really about what have they already done and what has worked? Question 11, what have you already tried? Another good one. Surely they've tried something. And of course, if they haven't tried anything, this is where you can really delve into not necessarily why they haven't done anything, but what is stopping them from taking that first step? And what does that first step look like? Question 12, And this links back to the previous one. What's holding you back from doing what you want or need to do? Another way to put it, what are you afraid of? And this will be a tough one. They might feel vulnerable. They might hesitate to tell you more as their manager because they want you to hold them in high regard. But just hold the space and say, hey, let's just help you think through this. When you can identify what's holding you back, you can, I, you can come up with solutions of how to push through in spite of the fear, whether it's a fear of rejection, fear of judgment, fear of failure, whatever that may look like. Question 13, what are your options? Very straightforward question. Encourage them to come up with a few options and then think through each option. And then ultimately, of course, you're going to get to, well, now that you've thought about the different options and we've come up with some discussion points around each one, which one do you ultimately want to try? Question 14, what do you think you need to do next? So if if you've taken step one, what's your next step? This is where they get clarity on the steps they need to take to succeed. Question 15, what else could you do? You would be surprised when you ask someone, what else could you do? That they start coming up with a few things that they potentially did not think about because they were alone with their own thoughts. So what you're doing is you're helping them think through it. Question 16, who might be able to help you? Now, to clarify, this question is not about delegating or relegating the work to someone else. It's simply who could support you? Who has the skill to assist you and help you achieve this project? You are still, as the team member that you're coaching, they are still responsible for the task or the project. So they have to get it done, but perhaps they can identify one or two or three people who they could talk to and gain some insights or gain some experience to help them solve this problem. Question 17, which option do you feel ready to act on? So now we've talked about all the different options. You've talked about who could potentially help them. And then, of course, as we wind down the coaching conversation, we want to get into get help them get take action, not get action. We want to help them take action. Question 17 goes hand in hand with question 18, which is what do you want to commit to? It's important that you get the person to commit 
to taking action. It doesn't help if you have a great coaching conversation and then they do nothing afterward. Another way that you could ask this is question 19. What does commitment look like for you? And then at a deadline, you want to put them under a little bit of pressure by saying, by when do you commit to having this done? And it's not about having the entire project done. If you are creating small action steps or small milestones that they have to hit on their way to achieve the big result that they want, that they mentioned in the beginning of the coaching conversation, you want them to commit to timelines. I will have it done by Friday. I will have it done by the end of August. I will have it done by our next meeting. So whatever makes sense for them, let them lead that. And of course, as the leader, the manager, you might find yourself thinking, whoa, 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 that's not the best deadline. Refrain from telling them, oh, you know, think about this instead, do this. It's okay to say, think about this as you decide what timeline you're comfortable with, but don't tell them what they should do. You are there to coach them. And of course, they get to make their own decisions. And sometimes it works out really well. They come up with deadlines that work. They hit the deadlines and they achieve what needs achieving. Sometimes it does happen where they come up with deadlines that don't quite work. And let them lead that. Let them come back to you and say, hey, I know we said this was the deadline, but I'm thinking I need to change it up. This is how you help them take ownership of not only the coaching conversation, but really of what's happening in their work, in their career, in the projects they might be leading. Okay, I know I shared a lot of questions with you, and it could be overwhelming to try all of them. Don't try them all at the same time. Choose three to five that you can comfortably use. And as you become more comfortable, Start incorporating more questions during your coaching conversations with your team and choose the ones that resonate the most with you, that feel comfortable or come naturally to you because then you won't spend so much time trying to come up with questions. Instead, you will be listening to what your team member or what the person is saying that you're coaching and let them guide you. You might come up with a question that is not necessarily one of the 20 that I shared with you today, but because of what they said, you find, oh, this is the perfect natural next question to ask. Trust your gut as a leader. Trust your gut as someone who's there to hold the space for them and help elevate their thinking. And if you don't get it right the first few times you try out these questions, please don't give up because the more you practice these coaching questions as you prep for your conversations, the more confident you'll feel and the easier it will be to ask the right questions at the right time. Your team has so much unlocked potential, I promise you, and so do you as their informal coach. You simply need more time to practice and keep practicing and keep going and keep switching it up, keep tweaking it until you find the questions that make you a natural coach. And of course, the questions that your team 
naturally gravitate towards, where you find, ooh, these questions get the best results out of my people. Use those. So take what works for you and leave what doesn't. And then, of course, don't be afraid to ask them for feedback at the end of the coaching conversation. Some check-in questions that you can use are, what did you find most helpful during our conversation? Or what resonated the most with you? These questions will give you some insight into what worked for that person. That way, you know what to try next. And then after the coaching question, do a quick review by yourself. Write down some notes because this is what will help you as a leader become a better coach by jotting down some notes. If you have a heart, if, if you're a notebook person or a journaling person, write down what came up for you. What was the person's reactions as you were coaching them? How easy or how hard was it? Notice any resistance within yourself when you were coaching this person. Notice moments when perhaps you wanted to fix it, where you wanted to just give them the solutions because, well, maybe you have more experience and you've been done, been doing this a long time. So you have the answers ready, but you managed to not give them the solutions. And even if it happens, that at some point you got frustrated or you got so excited and inspired that you offered up a solution that that resonated with them, it's okay. Coaching is a process. It's an exciting process. It's a skill we can all work on. The best coaches, they always keep learning, keep practicing to become even better coaches. So go ahead and do that. And there you have it, my friend. You have some things to think about as you prepare for your coaching conversations with your team. I've given you some great questions that you can implement immediately. And then, of course, don't forget to do a quick review check-in with yourself to see what worked, what didn't work, and what you want to try out with the next person you have a coaching conversation. My challenge to you is... In the next five days, and yes, I know it's not a lot of time, but in the next five days, have at least one coaching conversation with a team member and see what happens. But don't stop there. Don't do one and say, okay, check and done. Find opportunities to ask these questions. The more you ask these questions, the more they will become second nature where when you're having an impromptu conversation with someone, whether it's just down the corridor, whether it's a virtual coffee session, the more you do that, the easier you'll be able to ask these questions. And you could use these questions not only within your career, use them with your families, use them with your spouses, your kids, your friends, because we can all help each other elevate our thinking. And you get to do that. So like I said, in the next five days, try it out. Find opportunities to ask these questions. Because the more questions you ask, the better your team will perform. Follow the Communicate to Lead podcast so you can come back to these coaching questions as often as you need to. And can I ask you another favor? Find my email in the show notes all the way to the bottom. So scroll all the way down and let me know how these questions are enabling you to coach your team to excellence. Until next time, see you then.